Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cella Time, the podcast where a bunch of dudes talk about stuff with cellas in hand and our dicks in hand. <laughs> my oh, name is I Pedro. Hey, uh, hey guys, my name is Cesar. <laughs> my name is Diego. Hey, yo, I am Joel. Sick, 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 dude. What are you guys eating tonight? I had some tacos with the beer. What kind of and tacos, bro? I don't know. That's the weird part. I, I looked at the meat and I, I like it looked like carne asada tacos, but it didn't taste or feel like carne asada tacos, you know? Oh, so I, and me being me, like? bro, huh? it was squishy, bro. Human like liver. me being me. Yeah, who knows? Me being me, though, I was like, ah, let's just salsa la chingada. No, bro. Listen, bro. I know what tripa is and I fuck. I fucks with tripa, bro. That was not tripa. All the time. Yeah, bro. I fucking love tripa, bro. All right. When you fry them, bro, but nah, bro, this was squishy. It looked like carne asada, but it what it didn't taste or feel like carne asada. But I just doused it in a whole bunch of sauce and put some cilantro, like raw cilantro, in there, and I just fucking munch on that. That's how you do it. Well, I simply had some quesadillas doradas and some beans. That was, that was all. That's, that's that sounds healthy, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh I ate so I ordered I ordered pizza because I'm a little uh under the influence in in celebration of this podcast recording and uh, I have eaten about three quarters of my large pizza from Domino's so I don't Jesus know if that's a Christ. good thing I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing I, I mean, hope I'm, it's a good thing I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening to this are probably saying oh I could take down like two pizzas by myself easy peasy. Yeah, and yeah, that's not anything to be proud of, by the way, if, when, if you're thinking about it. When you actually have that pizza in front of you and you have like two or three pizza, full pizzas in front of you, you're like, I'm about it. I, I hate how people say, oh, I could eat a whole pizza by myself. Maybe you can, but like, Jesus Christ, bro, that's a lot of fucking food. Exactly. Like, is that really going to be good for you? Yeah, right, like, exactly. what, are you, what are you trying to prove, my guy? There was a point where, you know, I was ordering pizzas almost like every single week. And I was, I was downing like, quarters of the pizzas um but no nah, w- i've never to this day i've never finished a whole box of pizza by myself so i find and i eat a lot dude like i can munch so i find it really hard to believe that anyone else can finish a whole damn pizza when i uh when i lived with my mom still because i live i live in my own apartment now when i live with my mom my stepfather would always order um like two pizzas per week like every friday it was like tradition because he's he he was born and raised in New York, and his parents were from Italy. So, obviously, pizza is, like, in his blood, you know? So, it was like, okay, yeah, every Friday, like, he gets home from work, right? Like, hey, do you guys want pizza? Of course. He orders the pizza, and it's like he would get a large cheese and a large pepperoni without fail. And also without fail, I would eat, like, half of that pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and so... I was uh, speaking to my younger sister and she's like, yeah, it's crazy because now that pizza lasts for like two weeks because nobody eats it. <laughs> dude, that's <bad>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like before I would just eat like four slices in one go. I'd eat like half that pizza right then and there. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, hey, you know what, though? That's good. <laughs> I'm glad to know that you guys don't have to buy as much pizza because of me now. <laughs> and now the pizza just sits there getting stale no one to eat it 
Seriously, yeah, they're just like because she's like I I'm, I can't eat this much. <laughs> Joel mentioned quesadillas, and then actually, the, uh, me and my dad we were talking about that because my mom made quesadillas like the other day, and I was telling my dad I was like, "Yo, you should see." Uh, he was like, "Hey, I want a quesadilla," and I was like, "Oh, I, um, I think my mom stopped making them, but I can go buy you one like at Filibertos or something." And he, I'm like, what type of quesadilla do you want? And he looks at me and he's like, the fuck did you say? I'm like, what type of quesadilla do you want? And he's like, bro, quesadillas just have cheese in them. And I'm like, no, see, there's there's like carne asada, quesadillas, you know, pretty much any <laughs> goddamn meat you could stuff in a quesadilla. He's like, wait, you and, just mean a taco? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, so he looked at me, he's like, so you're giving me a fucking taco with cheese? I'm like, no, look, listen, dog, it's a quesadilla, like carne asada. He's like, no. Like, and he kept on going back and forth. He's like, listen, I don't want any, none of your bullshit creations. I just want a quesadilla, dog. He's going to lose his shit once he finds, like, an Instagram page that just posts food. Yeah, and I, I, just to piss him off, I was like, hey, you want a you wanna quesadilla tamal or you want a torta tamal? No, I'm, I'm completely on your side, Caesar. It's like, it's like listen, I, I understand what you want, but I'm telling you that there is a there is a creation that is what we both want right yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like there's just there's almost there's too much food there's too much food and there's too many combinations excuse me that it's it's hard to choose from like just one thing yeah but i feel like some people do overdo it like people that try to make the next trend because that i feel like that's what everyone's doing right now i, I literally have seen a hamburger I don't know what order it was, but it was a hamburger, I think, inside of a pizza or a pizza inside of a hamburger. And I'm just like, hamburger. yeah, some bullshit like that. I'm like, shut the fuck up. OK, like, stop doing stop doing this. I know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. This is just like screaming <laughs> heart disease to me. And just to stop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. are you going to hate me, Caesar? Because I'm like, when was it? Like, oh, two years God. ago. Two years ago. I was messing around with, like, I was ordering, you know, Domino's online, like I usually do. And you can choose Alfredo sauce instead of marinara. And it, I, I love chicken Alfredo. I, like, to a passion, I love chicken Alfredo. And so I was like, man, what if I made this pizza taste like chicken Alfredo? So toppings, I put uh, bacon and chicken because they don't have broccoli. And from there... I've ha- I every time I order Domino's, I always order a small of those because it's the best thing in the world to me. It's basically chicken Alfredo was a pizza. So it's essentially a pizza with chicken and bacon instead of uh, tomato sauce. It's Alfredo sauce. Yes. Yeah, yeah, bro. So that's. I, it sounds gross. But it's I, great. I've never, I've never tried it, Pedro. But, but. I have always wanted to, but I, I've never been in a position where it's like, okay, I'm going to order this pizza with Alfredo sauce. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's an interesting concept in theory, but because Alfredo sauce, the, it, <laughs> stop, it's consistency, <laughs> it's, it's consistency is already, you know, based in cheese. If you're adding cheese on top of that, it's almost, it's, it becomes too much. You know what I mean? The oil, and, bro. And that's what I thought too. That's I I normally don't add oh and get this, they add more cheese on top. So like don't don't think you're missing on the cheese. So you're absolutely right, Diego. But this doesn't hit you with that rich cheesy cheesy taste. It's more just creamy and then you get hit with bread. So it's almost like you're dipping bread in chicken alfredo and there's Ooh, no noodle. I don't know about that. 
Yeah, I don't know about that because the thing with, with with Alfredo is you're already it's it's already a pasta. You know what I mean? So it's like there's pasta that's already going to fill you up because that's a carb, and then you have cheese. So it's like I don't know that that's already going to fill you man. up. Yeah, I don't know. Even but then, like, I'll only even then I'll only have like a slice or two, and I'll I'll save the rest like over time until I finish it all. But no, next time we hang, Diego, I'll order myself my chicken Alfredo pizza. Jesus. And I'll let you try it, bro, because it's an experience in itself. Yeah, it sounds like an experience. It sounds like a bad experience, but I'll, that I'll sounds, try it with you. It sounds Speaking. like it would cost a lot, too. No, it costs the same as a normal pizza, bro. You just take out oh. the marinara and put in chicken alfredo sauce. Mm. It's great, dude. Okay. I, mean, I'm, I promise, next time we hang, when this shit is over, I'll order this thing and we'll try it. Uh. <laughs> oh, before uh, before we go any further, I need to commemorate this uh, brand new podcast with our our signature sound. Oh uh, yeah! Alrighty, uh, yeah. Alrighty, go ahead. So, to now that we're talking about pizza, I I, I was reminiscing about um, high school today, uh, just because I, I was like, damn, I'm pretty fat. I wish I was skinny like I was back in the day. And so I started thinking about like all the funny times and such. And then I remembered something that my second, not my, I wouldn't say my second favorite, but one of my favorite teachers, funniest experiences, um, just for the sake of, I mean, we, we name dropped Sheldon. I don't want to name drop any more people. So we're, we're going to call this guy, Mr. Walrus. He, he was a king though. All right. So he was, he, he was, was a, a goat. He was a king and he was a goat. Um, but we're going to call him Mr. Walrus for today. That's so fucked up. What would you rather me call him, Joel? We, for the sake of the story, let's just call him Mr. Pizza. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. We'll call him Mr. Pizza. Yeah, I felt like a personal attack. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I just don't want him, like, <laughs> hearing this. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. He is a big man. And it, it might be a little he disrespectful knows. to call him a walrus. He knows. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, man, Pedro went out with the attack immediately. <laughs> listen, 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 he's the goat. I love him. He's great. Yeah, let's, okay, go go, go ahead, go ahead. So, I was, I mean, this story isn't going to help. <laughs> but we. I was walking, I was walking down the hallway, and it was almost like an empty hallway. Um, almost everyone had left the building that we were in. And so it was just me and one of my friends talking as we were leaving. And he's walking behind us. And I don't know. And I say, hey, Mr. King, you know, what's up? Something along those lines. And his response to me was just pizza, pizza, pizza. And he just walks off. And and to this day, that's always been in the back of my head. Like, what did he think I said? Did he think I said something along the lines of what are you going to have today, sir? Um, but yeah, that was for some reason this whole pizza story reminded me of that time. <laughs> Did you just name drop him? <laughs> when, yeah. And then you and you said you weren't gonna name drop him. You immediately, <laughs> immediately were like, okay, we set it up. We set it up. You were like, for the you had sake, one job. Hold on, for the sake of you know the Sheldon podcast, we're not gonna name drop anybody. Oh, by the way, Mr. <laughs> King, it's like, oh my gosh, dude, you had one fucking job. Listen, I bet there's a ton of Mr. Kings out there. It's fine. 
It doesn't matter. People, <laughs> people fucking know, dude. I, I, I was, I let you finish the story, but I was like, you had one fucking job. With all due respect, he was an absolute unit. I mean, he was a fucking beast of a man. Given, given, we're not. He was a he was massive as hell, and he every time I went to the gym at like the school gym, he was lifting mad pounds. Like this guy was crazy oh yeah strong exactly dude. exactly. Dude, I have I remember because uh, Caesar and I had him in essentially like what you could consider homeroom. the homeroom of our school. It was yeah. it was after lunch, so that period was usually meant for us to like study and you know travel to other classes that we we needed help in. Most of the time, that class was just, honestly, just time to fuck around. But it was so funny because he would tell us so many funny stories. But I remember at times he would be like, oh, yeah, I can I could leg press 400. We're like, what the hell? Hell no. But this guy, he would be like, do you guys know how much I weigh? I was like, I have to walk up these stairs every single day and it has to hold up my weight. Do you remember that, Caesar? When he would be like, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? That's true. Because theoretically, like this man, like Diego said, is a unit. So, I I believe that he was in the gym lifting mad weights. Man's knew he was heavy, and he was like, "Nah, bro, this I could I could carry my weight literally." Yeah. I, He's like, given, "I could leg press you all, motherfuckers." Given, I bet like his his like um his BMI is probably like mad low to be fair. Because again, this guy's. This guy's strong as hell. Well, bass mod or what is it? Body mass index? BMI? Yeah, body mass index. It would be high, right? Yeah, it would be a high body mass index. Because thought... he was he was overweight. Uh the BMI is like a chart based on your weight and how that correlates to your health. Um, but the the BMI index chart is kind of it's become um Sorry, I don't mean to like drop all this weird ass knowledge that I remember, no, but um, it, it it's kind of become uh, a relevant over time because it depends on it doesn't it just counts the amount of weight that you are. It doesn't count whether that weight is due to muscle mass or to actual like fat. So because it doesn't track that, it kind of become like depending on who you are as a person and what your weight is. Like realistically, it it doesn't matter. So you could be. 200 pounds and like five foot eight but if you're 200 pounds of muscle the bmi it doesn't apply to you whereas if you're 200 pounds of fat that would apply to you if that makes sense i but remember yeah. and and i know 100 percent what you're talking about diego and i remember a doctor telling me that because he was he was he was trying to see why like because i'm overweight as well but this was like back in like high school so i wasn't as overweight but um he told me like, oh, it's just because you know you're big, you're a big guy, so this doesn't mean that you're unhealthy. I'm like, no, sir, it means I'm it means I'm unhealthy. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where they they have the chart up in like the doctor's offices when you go and sit in there and stuff, but it, it doesn't correlate correctly anymore. Like if you if you're a bodybuilder and you look at the BMI chart, like obviously you know that you're not obese, but you you know obviously if you weren't you know like zero percent body fat you would know that you are obese but it's it's just one of those things but yeah as as far as like this um specific teacher came yeah he was definitely 
it, it, he had like a beer belly, like a massive beer belly, but you knew that he had the arms to make up for it. No, no, no. It's because I was scared to, to punch that beer belly, dude. I was scared that I would punch it and it would feel like a sandbag, not like a jiggly ting. Like there was muscle in there. Oh, I guarantee you. I mean, if he was like, see, that's the thing is when it comes to like weightlifting, you don't want to be. Granted, I can't I can't speak to it myself because I, I mean, I can't lift for shit. But just from what I've seen, I know that the the biggest like the heaviest um, bodybuilders on the on the planet usually have like like a belly and not a six pack because they use that belly for support. So I can only imagine that the reason Mr. that this teacher was able to lift so much and 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 so much well enough is because he had that as like a support on him. Yes, yes. Uh, mechanical engineer Joel here. Uh, force over area is equal to stress. If you increase the area of where that force is being applied, then the stress decreases, which is why it would be a good idea to have your abdomen as wide as possible. Therefore, the the vertical stresses wouldn't be as high. So now convert yeah, that. that. Is... So now just to kind of like make that to where people can understand it, the stress being the weight that this teacher would be lifting, um, the abdomen would be what in that equation? The, sorry, repeat your question. So, because what you just said right now, dumb that down. Mm-hmm. Okay. So essentially the stress is the pressure that your body feels. It's actually, it actually has the same unit as pressure. So essentially it would be, you have a force, you know, the way I can pinpoint it, it's like, for example, if I go up to you with the knife, you know, the knife is a lot finer. It has a smaller area. Yeah. So if, if I push on you with a normal pressure or a normal force, chances are it's going to go through you because it's super fine and the area is super small. Yeah. Since it's a force over a small number, then that increases. But for example, if I have like, uh, like a log, for example, I'm able to lift it, but I hit you with that same force, because the area is so big, it's likely that it won't go through you as opposed to a knife. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so be, for that reason, if you widen up your area, then you will feel less pressure. Thus, being able to use your muscles more because you're not in so much pain. Exactly. So somebody but I've seen I've yeah. seen some of these bodybuilders bleed through their fucking eyes and ears, dude. Dude, it's so scary when they Jesus. do that. Yes. They it's fucking insane. faint. As soon as as soon as they get to like knee level, let go. Like people like rush at them because they're gonna catch them because they're gonna fucking faint. Yeah, exactly. To back back to my point, which is why you see, like, I mean, granted, I don't know, I, I I do go on like a loop, like a like a deep hole of watching people just lift stuff. But when it comes to bodybuilding, if it's not for like mad gains and and to look like jacked, um, you need to have support because if you don't have that support, you're just gonna you, you you're gonna crumble like under yourself because you don't have anything to hold that up. So. It's just one of those things where it's like, yes, this individual was hefty looking, but he could probably crush your head like a watermelon in his hands. It was insane. Oh yeah, he he's, he was a powerhouse. He's a powerhouse. Oh, absolutely. And that, and that was body dynamics uh, from Diego and Joel. 
thanks for thanks for listening don't remember to you know remember to read chapter four after tomorrow's lecture stress is defined as I, I i fucking love how you started as don't remember to <laughs> like don't don't remember this at all listen, it doesn't listen, matter bro. When I was in college, uh, or, or when I, I'm still going to college, but when I had lectures, I would always they would always be like, "Hey, remember to read this so and so, whatever." And I would never do that shit. And, and as an engineer now, I, I'm a, I'm ashamed of doing that. But like 15 minutes what? before class, I would no skip engineer the is ashamed of not reading the book. What do you mean, Caesar? Through one I'm in, year and right out the other. Yeah, I'm I'm in my <laughs> senior year of mechanical engineering. And not once have I read the book to actually like read and understand something. It's always just like, oh shit, what's that formula again? And you just fucking flip through the pages to look for it. That's all. Oh, for well, yeah, mechanical engineering on your end, but software engineering, like, yo, you gotta know at least the definition of fucking words and what the um, fuck and how to use them and when to use them. So that's why I was like, okay, what? Well, yeah, I, I mean, should probably read up on that. <laughs> there's there's a lot of jargon when it comes to to mechanical engineering. But it's funny, I... Go ahead, Diego. (laughs) I was just going to say, ladies and gentlemen, if you thought we've reached the boring portion of the podcast, you've seen nothing yet. Go ahead. Okay. So, actually, this isn't so boring, but I remember my my first few years of going through through engineering school. Um, It's... It definitely changes your perspective on the world around you. Like, you know, you, you just discussed the bodybuilder and it's funny how my mind naturally went to be like oh forces and shit before i i didn't care about anything but i think this is it has come at a cost because like i'll be like like right now we're in a totally normal conversation and i'll be like well actually this is how it works and some people are like man motherfucker just let things be but i remember it was in my class of like structurals like structural mechanics like you know supports and everything and obviously one big topic was bridges overpasses and even like um you know you see the cranes that you see during like construction like the big ones we had to analyze the the frames and everything but i was always paranoid when i would drive under under an underpass because i would think yo did the other engineer fucking calculate the forces the way they should be? So I remember sometimes, I think it was like for a, like a month or two while I was in those classes, I would avoid driving through roads that had underpasses because I didn't, I was like, yo, if I had to design a bridge right now, I wouldn't trust myself. And there's some dudes <laughs> that go through engineering that just leech of a leech off other people. And it's possible that they get into the public sector and design these things. If you guys haven't, look at, I think it's the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. It's this, literally, wind knocked this thing down. (laughs) Yeah. So they built it. They built it, and then wind uh, fucking took it down. A dog died, dude. He was on the bridge. It's fucking terrifying. But I remember I would avoid driving under underpasses because I was like, I do not trust any other man designing these underpasses. But I remember when I started driving and I right after I watched the first Transformers movie in that movie, they'd like destroy the loops of the freeways 
And when I started driving, I, I would purposely avoid it because I, I had a fear of like driving off of it or, you know, hitting something. And then I had to swerve and fucking, you know, get yeah, you know, falling from that fucking loop to get to school uh, for my first two years of, of college for you guys know, of course, but I just want to put it out there. I my first two years of of um, post-secondary school was I went to community college just because it's cheaper. Not that I couldn't make it to the university. Um, but as soon as those two years over were over, I, I am now attending the, the big university here in Arizona. But whilst I was in college, the drive there when I had to go eastbound uh, on the I-17 to or from I-10 to get onto I-17 North, there's that loop. And while I was studying for this class, I like I said, I completely avoided them. I, I was almost really scared of them for a moment because like i said i i, I didn't trust anybody i i think the problem was i didn't trust the people i knew around me like you you see some of these dudes and they're straight up fucking dumbasses dude and i'm like yo some of these guys are going to become engineers it's like what what are the chances that the guy who also designed this and the people who were designing it aren't also straight up dumbasses that's i i can kind of apply that to like nursing and doctors as well because i'm i'm assuming that a lot not assuming but i've seen a lot of cases where some really stupid people get into the medical field and that absolutely scares me even if it's something you know as little as you know maybe maybe like a an rn or a dental assistant um if you don't if i feel like if i go into like a dentist office and the nursing assistant can't or the dentist assistant can't name all the tools I will walk out. But of course I I don't have the balls to ask them that those kind of questions. I just go in and, and 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 assume that they know what they're doing. But there's a lot of times where like I'll go to doctor appointments or I'll go to hospitals. And I'm like, do you, I really hope you paid attention in, in the medical field. Yeah, it's like we're just I'm gonna put this pokey thing in you and I'm gonna inject this liquid. life <laughs> liquid that will prevent you what? from getting sick. What are the there's the actual technical term for someone who draws your blood? I know there's an actual phlebotomist, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce that. <laughs> that was yeah, he, I yeah, got I you, boy. With, with the yeah, I knew what it was, but I didn't want to attempt to fucking say it because I just know I'm just gonna miss it. But I know a lot of people in high school that are now currently Joel. What's the term again? <laughs> phlebotomist. Phlebotomist. Phlebotomist, there you go. I hope I'm saying right. I, I, yeah, I feel like you are. Yeah, I can, I can confirm as a resident um, major reader, uh, that is absolutely the correct term. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of girls that were super. I'm not. I don't want to be too fucked up, but I know they were super silly, and now they're in charge of doing that. I don't know how I I would feel if I walked into my doctor's office and I saw some girl from high school that I knew probably got trained for like three weeks to do this and now is gonna insert this huge needle into my vein i don't i don't know not not only not only is she inserting that needle into your vein she's drawing your liquids from your own body (laughs) into a tube to be tested so it's one of those things where you have to really think like okay i'm putting my faith in you like this is ridiculous but hey you know what this is why we have trained professionals to train the newer professionals of the future you know, I yeah, I wanted to uh, elaborate on uh, 
the whole phlebotomy thing. Um, you guys, I think, I think you guys know, but I, for a very long time, was like terrified of needles. I, yep. yeah, I would, I wouldn't like, you know, just be like, oh man, I can't do this. I would literally faint, and I would go, I would have seizures essentially. I, I yeah, my my brain shut off so hard that I would, I I had. I think I had one or two seizures, but it's it's so funny because you you know you mentioned Caesar how there's these all these girls that are phlebotomists or you know they they prick you with the with the vaccine. I remember this one time, there was this fat dude. He had to give me three shots. I I forget what they were. I think I was thirteen or fourteen at at the time, but my dude was like massive. His hands were fucking fat as hell too. I was like, oh, no. not 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 only am I gonna faint because I'm scared of this, but this is gonna hurt. And this this guy gives me the first vaccine, and I'm like, I almost need to be like like bound down, but I'm not fighting him. Like I'm restraining myself essentially. And at first the needle can't go in because I'm I'm so tense. I actually start bleeding. And I finally I loose it sounds funny, but I, I relax and I loosen up and everything. But he gives me the first shot. Relájate, mi rey. And I don't feel it. Like I didn't feel a you single thing. No, no, no. I didn't feel it. He was so good at his job that I didn't feel it. Yo, I oh. fucked with those people. Yeah. There's, and there, there's some so, people. You know, sorry, Caesar, but I, I just wanted to wrap it up. But uh, it's funny because he is so big. I, I, I'm I, going to think he's going to hurt me. His hand is going to be heavy. You know, like, oh, you're going to want a female to do this. Someone who's a little bit more finer with, with their movements. This guy was the absolute opposite when you look at him, right? But he was like... As gentle as can be. As gentle as he can be, exactly. And from there on out, I actually started losing my fear for for needles because this guy was such he did such a good job with his with his job. That that was actually what triggered me from like, you know what? It's not that bad. That was the first time I didn't fucking uh, faint or have a seizure. <laughs> Yo, shout out to all the big nurses out there. Let's go. Yeah, shout out to him, dude. It was funny though, because he was like a straight up Cubano. And like he's massive, dude. And you know, you see that he's out with his like navy blue scrubs, and he had the fat ass like Cuban chains, just straight up like hanging out. And I'm like, yo, this boy, he's he he's making bank, all right. He's like, oye chico, está listo para esto. Oye chico, mira, te voy te voy a meter esto por aquí. Tú te vas a agarrar por allá y me vas a agarrar duro y no va a pasar nada, chico, ¿ok? <laughs> hey Joel, let's go get tattoos. No, I, all right. <laughs> I, I don't want to offend you, Pedro, because at least as yeah. far as I know, you're the only one with tattoos right now. Um, yeah, of us, yes, yeah. That I know. I think Diego will eventually get one. I'm not so sure about Caesar. Absolutely, but I'm, you know it, my brother. Yeah, I know. I myself, 
is I'm not about like the pain or the needles or anything, but I just don't see the point into tattoos. I'm I'm happy you guys do, and I'm happy that you guys have something that bears at least somewhat significance that you'll want to put it on your body forever. But personally, I'm I'm fine with what I have, and I don't want to mark myself in any permanent way. Right, right, and and hundred percent, and on paper, like I'm pretty sure if we explain tattoos to like a caveman, it would make no absolute sense. By all means, no, not at all, um, because they were drawing on walls, not on themselves. I was gonna say you just inadvertently called Joel a caveman, but go ahead. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no, no, dude, Joel's no caveman. Nah, but um, to to answer the question, the the reason, at least I personally, the reason I wanted my tattoos. Um, was because they meant something to of extreme significance. Um, basically, they're, they're almost reminders to me. Um, for those who don't know, I have a cross on my ankle, and the reason I got the cross was because I was getting way too ahead of myself. I was getting, you know, my head was in the clouds. Um, You're just doing coke every day. Yeah, you know. like the, the meth needles weren't working anymore. Stop. That is not true. That is not true <laughs> at all. Stop it. <laughs> You see, the problem was he didn't elaborate that it was an upside-down cross. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's the Antichrist. Yeah, and, and, I, and I had to do so much research for that. Um, but no, a lot of people associate it as St. Peter's cross. Um, the reason it's upside-down is because the Roman king, Roman emperor, was like, nah, he's not Jesus. Let's not crucify him like normal. Let's crucify him upside-down. And St. Peter was like, yes it upside down because i am not he, like he accepted that and i always found that as just a, a, a way of humbling someone um the reason and again it's just a reminder of me for myself to kind of you know keep my head low not keep my head low but like you know stay grounded basically yeah don't um, get too ahead of yourself you know exactly i'm not invincible i'm not you know you know what i mean like i can still get in trouble i can still get hurt yeah um, which is a good mentality because you know you're not resistant to to any change or or anything a lot of people feel like they're like you know what nothing is ever gonna touch me they're on this cloud nine Mm -hmm. and then when they get hit they get hit really hard you know the fall really hurts and i i feel like if if you don't project that you're 10 stories above where you really are then the fall sure it's still gonna hurt but it's not gonna it's not gonna kill you Mm mm-hmm yeah, you'll sur- you'll survive. Maybe a broken toe or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. To answer the question, I agree with you, Joel, in the sense of stupid tattoos. Oh yeah, um, but at the same time, there's a lot of people's stupid tattoos that have so much significance towards it. Um, like you'll see some people who just have little legit little chicken scratches on their arm, or like a, a really shitty drawing on their on on somewhere on their leg or whatever. But really, like, they'll say something. Once you ask them, like, yo, why the fuck is there a chicken scratch? They'll say something along the lines of, oh, you know, it was the only thing that my, my daughter drew before she died. Or, you know, something oh, extremely yeah, yeah. dark like that. You know what I mean? Um, so Yeah, I've, like, let's assume, like, for example, I hope this doesn't happen to me or any of us. But I've seen some tattoos of some, like, parents when, they're, uh, when their newborn dies, like, hours into labor. They they get the EKG uh like signature of the baby's heart and then they tattoo it on themselves, which I think is really cool. 
Right. It, a lot of people. That, that's a good meaning. To be. Yeah, I hope they never had to do that. You know. But yeah. Yeah. It's a good knock way wood. to hold knock on, on wood, to that. Dude. Yeah. Knock on wood. But um. Yeah. No. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. To to kind of go off of what Pedro was saying, you know, you mentioned that I eventually am gonna get some. Yes, they are. I mean, eventually, because goddamn, they're fucking expensive. Um, but. It's one of those things where, to me, someone who is so into music and is so into trying to create my own music and is into art in general, to me, it is another form of um, expressing myself. So it, it, it has to have some significance to me in order to put it on my body. And it's going to be one of those things that every time I look at it, I'm going to feel something. And that that feeling is going to correlate to this one piece of artwork on my skin, and it's going to be there for life. And I'm going to feel that emotion every single time I look at it. Um, and so yes, like I do agree that there are like so many people that just get random shit on themselves for honestly no good reason at all. But and given trap no, no shame, no shame to them. You know, if that's what they dig, that's what they dig. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's their yeah, decision yeah. at the end of the day. Exactly. But, yeah, for the most part, I I have to say that, like, whatever is, you know, going to be inked on my body is go- is because it has had such an impact on my life. And it, it, it's had such an impact on my mind that I choose for it to be on my body for life. And it's it's one of those things where you you said at the very beginning, I feel that my body is fine as it is. For for some people and for me especially, you know, I don't think that my body is good as it is now. So it's like I view a tattoo or something like that as as something that will make me feel better about myself and something that I will look at and think, oh, okay, this makes me feel a certain emotion that I didn't feel just looking at that blank spot before, you know? So it's just one of those things that not only will it give me that same emotion looking at it but it'll give me a sense of um accomplishment and a sense of like okay i i i feel 100 percent with myself now seeing this on my body yeah yeah that, that i kind of said it better i i agree yeah it'll i don't know like inspire you should i say um like it'll be like a motto that you're living by but I, I find that that's that's not even then that's not a valid reason for me to put it on my body. Because mm. I could I could write it somewhere else. I can I can make it my fucking wallpaper. Because chances are I'm gonna look at my phone before I look at my chest when I wake up, and I could see that first, you know. Or shit, the the alarm that I'm listening to could be that motto or whatever it is. Obviously, if it's something more visual. Maybe not so much, but you could have a fucking poster like right across your fucking your workstation uh, or something. Yeah, or something, something that you're like, let's say you you like Diego, you said you you want to create art and are creating art. I think it would be better if I was in that situation to somehow stamp whatever I want. You want to get tattooed onto your guitar or something on the amp that you'll see a little bit more often while you're creating art. But that's myself. 
Yeah, and it's 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 one of those things where it's 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 all subjective, right? Like you have to put it into perspective of like, okay, what is it that I enjoy? What is it that I can feel um, can kind of support my message? Like, what is the outlet that I need and the outlet that I support? And for some people, that is, you know, their their own skin is not that, but for others, you know. Um, for Pedro as an example, who already has tattoos for me that is planning on getting some tattoos, that is an outlet to their creativity and to their inspirations. Um, so yeah, I, I, I for sure agree. It's just, it's one of those things where it, it comes from a mindset of like, what is it that's going to make me truly feel this emotion, whether Mm -hmm. it be like, on my skin or not you know it's just, yeah. it's, just, it's just one of those things yeah i guess it's a way to make it almost literally part of you yeah exactly yeah caesar would you get a tattoo no just for the straight fact that um i'm always constantly changing my mind sure there's always like stuff that i always value and that that stays constant with me <clears throat> but <clears throat> like for example cars you know i'm always every like three hours i'm like or every three weeks i'm like yo i'm into this type of car i'm in this type of car um I, I don't think i'd be able to make the decision of like yo i want this on this part of my body you know permanently marked and i don't i don't think i could be able to do that and i also don't find the need to do that if it's that important to me i'm pretty sure that it's always at a you know i'm gonna know it's important to me i don't really want people looking at stuff that's important to me you know, because uh, I feel like people look at people with tattoos and it's fucked up to say and it's fucked up that people are like this. But people with tattoos do get a certain other people get view, view them as a certain type of person or a certain type of society, you know. So it's mm-hmm. a bad correlation. And I just don't want that. And I just I don't yeah. agree with that type of stuff. I feel like there's a dual mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, We might see those people as like. I don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, we see someone with tattoos and we're like, oh, they're trashier than a person who doesn't have them. But I've I've seen some people simply get tattoos for some sort of redemption or like social media clout. It's like, hey, I have this tattoo. Now I can nonstop post about my fucking tattoo on social media. And I'm like, "Okay, great. Show me it the first time. It looks pretty sick, but I don't want to see it every like three times a week yeah Um, it's it's interesting sorry Pedro it's interesting that you mentioned that because you know a a a good example um not so much the social media clout but you know as far as a person that just kind of gets the tattoo simply as an art form to appreciate is um my mother um she has Asian tattoos on her arms. She has a koi fish on her left arm and a dragon, a Chinese dragon on her right arm. And they're beautiful pieces. I mean, I think I've showed all of you. I don't remember. But um, they are like exquisite, like professional. Yeah, they're yeah, professional I've, pieces. I've met your mom in person several times and they they look fucking badass, dude. Yeah, and, and, and my mother is, I mean, Jesus, for all intents and purposes, a force to be reckoned with, you know? Like she is the hardest worker I will probably ever know in my life. And it's one of those things where it's like she got those 
because she appreciated the art enough that she she said to herself, this is something that I want on my body because I want to appreciate it every single second. And he and, you know, to this day, ever since she got both, I, I look at her arms all this all the time and I'm like, oh, my gosh, those are so sick, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like I I am of the of the side of, of the side of the argument that like tattoos should mean something, but obviously to her, those tattoos mean something, but they also look so good and they, they, they make her appreciate herself more because I mean, I mean, she, she can look at those every single day and think, Oh my gosh, these are pieces of artwork on my body that I can appreciate every single day of my life until death. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. Another reason for those, hasn't she? Oh yeah, she she won. um, She got the Chinese dragon second, and I think she won like second place at like a state award uh, here in Arizona for like the best traditional Chinese tattoo. But yeah, shit. Yeah, one of the reasons I also don't want to get them because I've always heard that not that I want one, I, I don't want one, but. I've I've heard, and maybe you guys can tell me if it's true or not. I've heard that once you get a tattoo, you can't donate blood. Not true. That is a myth. Yeah, you can. Um, you obviously can't donate blood for like a certain period of time because the ink is still circulating in for your for body six months. for six yep. months. But after this, oh, after six months, you can shit. donate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was it's, like, it's a total myth. Yeah, yeah. I looked. I I, I believe that as well. Um, and I was like, dude, I don't want to be in a position where I can't donate blood if I need to. So yeah. I, I absolutely looked into that, and yeah, it's six months. Um, in some states, it's a whole year, but for the majority, it's six months. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like, unfortunately, um, Joel mentioned it earlier, briefly, where people, okay, so not all people, right? But there is a stigma. There's a unhealthy and negative stigma towards people with tattoos because for the most part um if it's not a wonderful like absolutely priceless work of art on a piece on on somebody's body it's like it's you know some horrible prank tattoo or something that you see all the time like in the media or on tv or whatever but i feel like for people um, and, and I, I feel like I can put myself a part of this group because of, because of people like my mother and my stepfather who has two full sleeves of tattoos who know what tattoos truly can stand for. There's, there's always going to be those two sides. But, you know, further and further, like as I grow older, I, I understand that people... Um, that stigma is slowly going away, right? And even then, like when you look at at history, when you trace it back to like um, tribes in Africa where they literally marked themselves with, um, they're not tattoos because obviously they didn't necessarily have ink, but they're cuts of um, like skin grafts on their body that make up scar tattoos. Yeah, scar tattoos. Thank you. Um, you know, it's 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 a piece of history. So that's essentially what you're creating on your body is a piece of history in time to look back upon and look 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 back upon in pictures and in memories and think like, oh, okay, this is this is a moment in time. So it's it's just one of those things where it's really interesting how 
it's either you're with it or you're totally against it. It's bizarre. Yeah, and and I've met like my fair share of people who um who have that same mentality. Like they either like my mom. I actually converted my mom once I got my first tattoo, uh, which is a crown because she always calls me Principe, and so I figured that would be you know my first tattoo because I was I love my mom. Um, at first she was so against tattoos. Now she helps me pick out tattoos. Um, my next tattoo was supposed to be a Pokemon because I'm such a huge Pokemon lover. Um, and she, at first she was like, you better not get a single Pikachu tattooed onto you. Um, but now she's like really about it. Now she appreciates the the kind of art that it can bring, especially when I show her all the ideas that I, that I have. Um, so, you know, there's no lost hope for people who don't like tattoos. Um, I will do everything I can to convince you, Joel, to get one. But I will oh, yeah. say, don't get me wrong. I love tattoos. I think tattoos are fucking cool. Like they they are legitimately a form of expression and art. It's just that love for them and that admiration for them isn't there for me so much that I would want it on my body. Like you, you show me your tattoo, I'll be like, whoa. That looks really cool. You you showed me like the Mewtwo mock-up. I even helped you sort of yeah, to be like, all right, look, I like this Mewtwo a little bit better. And, you know, you were giving me your reasons as to why you like the other Mewtwo. I, I get it. Mewtwo uh, is cool. But I was going to say tattoos are cool. <laughs> and but like I said, it's just I think my body, my skin is art in a, in it of itself. And I shouldn't be. Um, no, I shouldn't. It's not that I shouldn't be able, but I just don't want to write on it. I, I, I guess you make a point there. I, I agree. If you if you value, you know, because there's also, there's other people that will say, you know, maybe in about eighty years, all these tattoos are gonna look gross. Like, look at the freaking uh, Joe Exotic. All his tattoos look horrible. No, yeah. but I mean, if if you're happy with them for your entire juvenile life and even into you know adulthood then fucking go for it you know like if what's this what's the point if you're longing to do something when you're in your prime to do it you know it's like uh more or less it's almost like you want children but you don't want to have them while it's the it's either your your body's the most uh functional to do it or when you're the most financially stable to do it, and you want to have it after. It's like, no, do it when the time is right. Yeah, it's just and like starting a it, business. Do it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's funny. It's almost like starting a family. Like you said it, do it when you're financially right. I imagine like, hey, start a family when you you have enough money to make sure that you can support a child. You know, that's funny. It's like, I got half a rack. Is that enough? <laughs> right yeah it's insane but yeah damn tattoos yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things where um they they are ridiculously expensive um if you can find somebody that does them on the cheap and does them well that's great but why don't we just get all prison tattoos let's like oh my god, oh, god. let's just go fight in person 
and just get inked up at fucking Phoenix County Jail. <laughs> or Maricopa County County Jail. Just when I worked at McDonald's, there was this fucking kid that literally worked overtime to buy himself a tattoo machine. And he would, uh, like, on his days off, he would literally just doodle on himself. Yeah. Literally doodle on, on himself. Yeah, that's that's fine. But seen, he didn't do it correctly. <laughs> he yeah. got infections all over his left arm. Yeah. Caesar, <laughs> I've I've seen this like really big tattoo artist. I I think his name is like Bang or something. But he, he's he's tattooed some pretty badass people. And it's funny because they, they interviewed him. I think it was like uh what is it? GQ? Like the, the men's thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The magazine, yeah, they they interviewed him and, and it was a video on YouTube. But they they showed all his tattoos on his arms and some of them are legit fucking doodles. They they look like ass and he acknowledges that they look like ass, but he says that uh what did you say it was? as uh bang? He he's tattooed some pretty cool people. I I don't I'm I'm really not sure. I think his name is Bang Bang. I'm looking it up right now. Bang, bang, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there was the interview with him. Yeah, so just looking at his Wikipedia right now, he's known for his work with Rihanna, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber, LeBron James, Miley Cyrus, Adele, Kylie Jenner. We can't, we can't afford all those names that this guy just dropped. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's some some pretty big people, but it's funny because you know they, they're like, hey, what do your tattoos mean? And obviously, some of them had meaning, but the ones that, to, to an untrained eye, we look at them, like, they just look like doodles. It's just that he's have that mentality. If if he's gonna write on someone, somebody else, he needs to perfect his craft on himself before he writes on somebody else. God damn. Okay, yeah. see that? That's pretty dope. Yeah. So that's I like- thought it was pretty sick that he's like, I won't write on somebody else until I'm able to get it right on myself, which is obviously why he's that badass of a tattoo artist. It's like doing photography, man. You're not going to start charging people for your photography until you know that your stuff is up there and it's mm. it's really good, you know? It's the same mentality I do when people offer me to, you know, hey, can you do, you know, my party? Or I, the, the one thing I had a, a When you offered once for like a wedding or something? Yeah. Or for it was a quinceanera and a wedding. I did the quinceanera. I didn't do the wedding just for the fact that I found out the 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 person who contacted me told me that there was going to be a legit photographer. And I've done graduations, and uh, you know, I all I ask is if there's going to be another legit photographer. Usually, I'm the guy that like takes the pictures and gives you those pictures, um, literally like four or five hours after the event. That's that's uh, why people usually hit me up. Um, and I'm cool with that because I get experience. I don't charge, obviously. I, I'm I'm just happy to get the experience, and then I don't have to worry about if I fuck up. Then you know the guy that actually is getting paid, he got the shot. Okay, cool. But um, they reached out to me saying, "Hey, can you do this and that?" And I I I told them, "I'm like, listen, my skill level is not that great. Um, I'm comfortable not charging as long as I know there's a legitimate photographer." And I agreed. And this went on for about two months. We started talking. I started talking with the actual person, the actual uh, girl getting married. And then I found out that there was no legitimate photographer, that I was the only one shooting. And that's why I kind of panicked. Now looking back, I shouldn't have, but I panicked. And I was like, no, I don't I don't really trust my, my skill yet. 
the dude, you know, because they were like, we'll pay you. We'll pay you what we're going to pay the, the other guy. And I think they wanted to give the other guy like six or, or 700 bucks. And I was like, no, I cannot. Uh, that's like too much responsibility on, on my shoulders. And I'm, I don't trust myself that much. Yet. Yeah, Caesar, I I kind of have a story. Well, it's very similar. It was obviously at a wedding, too. It was my girlfriend's brother's wedding, which was. I think it was in it was it was during the summer of 2018. And they they have they have a DSLR and I am familiar enough or willing enough to like actually like learn on it on the fly and everything. And I was taking pictures of them. But I, I remember asking him, I'm like, hey, I'm not the only one taking pictures, right? Because some of these are going to be completely bad. The ISO is going to be fast. off. The focus is going <laughs> to be off. It's like yeah, man. if if any of these images look nice and look cool then i am happy and glad that i have taken those images but by no means do i want to be the main photographer it's super cool they uh one of their their uh family friends he uh reached out well even then he was going to attend the wedding but it was super cool of him that he he decided to take his dslr dude caesar he had like like a two like a one to two foot uh what is it? The uh, uh the lens? It was, oh, was yeah, it like a it was, 17 to 300 yeah, lens? Yeah, it was absolutely massive. And I have like it was like a 6-inch lens, dude, and he's yeah. getting real close into things and I'm like, "Okay, this is good. He knows what he's doing. He's going to take some yeah. really nice pictures." Bro, when it gets to that point when those big lenses come out, they're not even considered lenses. Those are considered glass cuz that's all it is, man. It's, it's just a fucking like, Canon, dude. It's yeah, it's 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 a glass all in there. It's just You know like, what's super cool though? That they didn't have anybody else other than me to do this. He uh my girlfriend's brother has a DJI uh drone. Yeah. And so when they were reading their vows, I was I was supposed to hover the drone a little bit over them. Notice, I want to make this clear. I had never driven that drone <laughs> until half an hour before they started reading their vows, dude. I was I was scared. I was That's like, tricky. I am gonna mess this up. Yeah, no, it, it was really hard. And the I only had practice, like I said, for half an hour, but I was still getting used to it. He didn't fully tell me the controls. There was this uh you were able to control the 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 actual angle of the camera. And I wasn't able to actually angle it towards them. And so what I had to do was drop my height and get a little bit closer to them instead of focusing on the actual camera and moving the camera down instead of the actual drone. So for for like a couple of minutes, I, some people were looking over at me. They were like they were they were signaling like move back because apparently I didn't find this out until after uh he told me he was like hey yeah for the first five like five or so minutes you were really close i was like we couldn't hear each other read our vows so we had to tell you to back off and i was like fuck i felt so bad dude yeah <laughs> i bet could you imagine though you you get a drone a drone flyer who, who's never driven a, a, a drone you give him half an hour to practice it's like he, he's bound to mess it up a little bit. Shoot the shit, roll the it's, dice. My it's guy. one of those things where it's like it's trial and error. You know, they couldn't, yeah. they can't blame you entirely because they knew that they were putting you on the spot. Yeah, but I was so least, excited though. I had never driven a drone of that caliber. 
It's... Exactly. You got that experience. It's funny you mentioned uh, photography. Um, I have to mention just for transparency, I stepped away for a second just to go to the bathroom because my boy, my boy, me, I'm drinking <laughs> beer. We're, we're, we're all drinking beer. Um, at least I hope so. <laughs> Y'all better be fucking drinking yes, than me. God yes, damn it. Sir, I, know it. I had to go pee. Come on, let's be honest. We all got to go pee. I'm uh, drinking uh, a sangria. <laughs> Joel, the under uh, the 20 the year old. But um, yes. But yeah, we, uh, you know, my uh, my older, my oldest sister, uh, inspiration, she uh, she took photography classes. And I'll make this quick because I know we're like on the wrap up. But she took photography classes back when at our same high school that we all four went to uh, when they first introduced a photography class. When we went, there wasn't even a photography class in existence. Yeah. Um, it was so short-lived. But yeah, that's where she got all of her experience from. And she tells me stories all the time of like learning. Um, so just for context, um, I know that... Th- no, we we were all in that same French room, right? The classroom yes. where we did French. No, no, you you three were. I wasn't. I, um, you guys were second year French really? students, and I had barely started taking my first year. Interesting. Okay, yeah, so you Joel, you Joel must have taken it in a, in a different classroom. But I know that Pedro Caesar and I did it in the same classroom. Man, that's another story in, oh. a, in and of itself. But oh, yeah, dude. But sandwich. That is for <laughs> that is for the next one. So if you got if you two remember Caesar and Pedro, there is a uh, there was a development a dark room. room. Yeah, there was a yeah. dark room. Thank you. Yes, that was where my room. my sister stood in that very same room, actually developing pictures. Um, when she went to high school, uh, gosh, I always yeah. wondered what that room was for. Everyone yeah. just said the dark room, and it sounded really shady. Yeah, and that's I- where you that's where you would like develop professional grade. Mm-hmm. um dslr picks and so that's where my oldest sister went like a decade ago like a decade and some years ago and uh dslr is this digital just just an fyi <laughs> wh- whatever the fuck it is you know what i mean I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little i'm i'm getting there i'm drinking my modelo over here but she uh <laughs> but yeah so it's one of those things where it's like it's all about experience and she happened to get some training i can't imagine the teacher at the time was a hardcore professional in photography, but um, you guys mentioned that. Oh, not like, at all. Oh, absolutely. Especially if they're teaching at a fucking high school. But it's like, yeah, considering we were living through the prime of our high school, because it we while definitely. while we were there, the and that's not like you know how a lot of people are like, man, the generations after us are ass. No, it was a legitimacy. We. we we allowed the school to be an A plus plus ranked school, and we kept that title for the entire time we were there. Yeah, I asked my brother, who actually yeah. goes there now, and I'm like, "Hey, are you guys still that rating?" And they're like, "No, nah, we lost it." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it, was, I'm not it, surprised. Was also, it was also because you had to have a certain grade level to even get in. Yeah, and we were the last generation to go through that metric, or actually, I think the generation before us. But they were the last ones to go through that metric. And ever since then, all the stupid kids started going to Metro and they messed it all up. But yeah, basically yeah. To, to, to wrap it all up on my, uh, I, I, I get what you guys mean. It's interesting because it's like you, Caesar and Joel, um, forgive me, Pedro, if you mentioned anything. But I know that 
you know, it's like you guys are talking about this type of photography. I mean, Joel, you just mentioned, you know, recording on a drone. And it's like, I, I think of my oldest sister telling me stories of like when she was trying to shoot like a wedding as like in our age with like just a normal camera and how hard that was for her and how much of a challenge that was for her. And ah, uh, direct. I feel like I can keep going on that, but yeah. And it's like how, we'll how, how say that. parallel the two stories are, but with just different technology, it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's all yeah. relative, you know, but yeah, to, to wrap it all up, um, life, life is, uh, it's an experience, man. It's just it's a, like a box of chocolates. It's <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates. But uh yeah, it's just a giant experience that we all share together. And um I think that is a good place to end it. But um as far as ending it, I did want to mention something real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, if we didn't you if you didn't already know, we just recently made an Instagram page at Chella time podcast. Um, it's got all four of us on there. You can, you know, we, we, we've always mentioned in the past, like, Hey, this is a place now, finally, where you can ask us questions. You can offer suggestions, even just send in comments to either the official page on Instagram or ourselves, our own personal accounts to give us ideas. Um, I've been wanting to, you know, I, I have some idea, of, some ideas myself of what we can introduce into the podcast. Um, so yeah, give us, give us a shout, give us, um, on, you know, some ideas on what we can perfect on what we can, you know, talk about, let, let us know, you know, we appreciate your feedback. We appreciate the people listening, you know, still to this day, all the way through, we love it. We love to see it. Um, so yeah, I think that is, you know, that's all. That's all I gotta say. I don't know if anybody else wants to have anything else. And in nope, case, I, th- I think you're good. And in case no one's told you today, you are loved. Thank you, Peter. I love you. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Okay.